All right, Milwaukee, good evening. It's Tuesday at 6 o'clock, a little after 6 now, and uh, this is WMSE's Local Live. Once again, here every Tuesday, just about. My name is Cal. I'm here with Aaron. Good evening. Good evening, Cal. What's up? Well, it feels like spring out there, so I guess we can't complain about the weather today, can we? No, it's it's real weird, but we can't complain. Weird. (laughs) And... uh, We've got a very special guest in the studio, as always, out there. We've got Detenzione. That's right. Hopefully I got that uh, sweet Italian <laughs> pronunciation right there. I think you must be Italian. That's how <laughs> authentic it was. Detenzione. Detenzione. All right, so um, if you might know many of these people from bands of Milwaukee past uh, and uh, Wisconsin past, Eric Myers on guitar, Eric Apnea on drums, Danny Gacky on vocals, and Amelinda Burke on bass. And their debut EP came out in April uh, digitally on, and on cassette. It's simply called Volume 1. And uh, since then, they've released a couple of new demos on Bandcamp, uh, just cranking them out this year, and uh, pretty much straight-up hardcore punk. Um, kind of old-school, not like the sort of metallic type of hardcore that's kind of more popular these days. It's a little bit of a throwback. And uh, apparently they've taken inspiration from kind of the Italian hardcore scene of the 90s, which... I personally wouldn't be able to tell you what differentiates that from the general hardcore packs, but I'm I'm sure we'll be able to uh, discuss that a little bit in the interview. Oh yeah, we're gonna have the band play like, their full set first, and then do the interview because the songs are nice and short. And um, uh, for the band, mostly I've I've heard a lot of Black Flag references thrown around. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely definitely can see that. Um, as I mentioned earlier, all these musicians have been in some sort of punk or hardcore garage type of band, and to have them all come together collectively is kind of amazing. Um, they all seem like very like-minded, and they're all playing an amalgamation of what they truly love. Um, they've been involved in bands like Holy Shoot, uh, Winter Bear, Failed Mutation, Sentiment, Foreign Lawns, etc., I really like that I know all these people from various projects and that they're coming together to join forces for this really solid, exciting sound. It reminds me of everything I once loved when I was starting to get into punk and hardcore. Absolutely. All uh, high-quality projects leading up to this, so very exciting. And uh, we're excited to bring them to you. We're going to play just a quick spot thanking our supporters, and we'll be right back with some live music. WMSE's Local Live is supported by Club Garibaldi. Located at 2501 South Superior Street in Bayview. Open seven days a week, Club Garibaldi serves burgers, hot wings, and more. And features live music weekly. For more information and Club Garibaldi's live music events, visit clubgaribaldi.com. Thanks, as always, to Club Garibaldi. And we want to remind everybody out there that today is Giving Tuesday. And uh, in support of Giving Tuesday today, the Gates Foundation and Facebook are waiving all fees for approved nonprofit organizations for today only. You can go to facebook.com slash WMSE 917 and learn all about this. So uh, check that out. Be a giving, uh, be in the giving spirit of the season. And uh, yeah, without further ado, we will turn it over to the Bob and Jeannie Friedman live performance studio. Here they are, Detenzione. Hello, we're Detenzione, and thank you for tuning in. 
Suckers. Line, just a 
last song goes out to Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell. Thank you for tuning in. Station manager Tom Crawford. As a community supported nonprofit radio station, our listeners make what we do possible every day through their generous contributions. We are lucky and thankful for our members' continued support. Part of our mission at WMSE is to be a great community partner. We are extremely proud to work with dozens of charitable organizations that focus on arts, music, theater, economic development, and many other sectors within a nonprofit community. For a complete list of our nonprofit partners, go to WMSE.org slash giving Tuesday. On this Giving Tuesday, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has partnered with Facebook and have waived all fees. To support WMSE's mission and keep WMSE independent, donate at facebook.com slash WMSE 917. Every day will be like a Hey Milwaukee, John here, the host of Overnight Sensations. Tune in every Thursday morning from midnight to 3 a.m. to hear more variety than you can stand. Everything from bluegrass to Beck, folk to Fugazi, and rock to Otis Redding. You will hear the best of whatever I've been listening to this week, whether old stuff from my collection or brand new releases from the WMSC Library, and always plenty of local music. That's Overnight Sensations, midnight to 3 a.m., Thursdays on WMSE. All right. We're in the studio after that uh, epic set by Detenzione. I was uh, I was typing as fast as they could play the songs, so that's always nice. Welcome. Welcome, everyone. Um, we, we kind of uh, sometimes forget to do this, but uh, 
I was thinking maybe we should pass the mic around and introduce ourselves on the mic so people know who's talking when. So let's just start with that. My name's Eric, and I play guitar. Eric drums. <laughs> I'm Dan, and I'm the vocalist. I'm Melinda on bass. All right. Sounded fantastic. I, uh, I understand you guys wrote some new tunes that uh, that have never been played before f- uh, that you just played for us. That's exciting. Yeah, four of those were <coughs> debuted on live radio. <laughs> Excellent. A third of our set I had never sung before. Wow. You wrote them today. I wrote... <laughs> I don't think anybody from work is listening, so uh, (laughs) I wrote a lot of those lyrics for the new songs at work today. Awesome. That's always good when you can uh, do other things while getting paid. I like that, too. I'm a big fan. If anybody is listening, don't rat me out. Yeah, it's Hatman. So um, I I know that you guys are sort of, you're channeling a very specific uh, region and era with your music, at least for the inspiration for it. And uh, that's something that I'm not really familiar with. So can you guys give us a little background on like the 90s Italian hardcore scene? Like what sets that (laughs) apart from from other scenes? Well, I I guess I don't know too much about 90s, but 80s. Oh, uh, more 80s, okay. Yeah, it's, um, I guess, well, the name doesn't really have anything to do with anything but i think it just sounds cool and like there's a a 80s hardcore band from italy that i really like called negazione so i feel like Uh this band name was kind of like a in some way kind of yeah a little tribute to them okay you should mention the other detention from new jersey also that did the song dead rock and rollers so you couldn't use the name detention you know (laughs) because yeah detention i think is a strong sounding word but in Italian, it's kind of cooler. Yeah, I gotta say, yeah, yeah. sounds cool. It's funny listening to people try to pronounce it. Also, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, they rarely get it. It's kind of like decreutzen, you know. Everyone says dicruzen. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of different uh, misappropriations of that one. How uh, did we do in pronouncing it? I think I nailed it. I think <laughs> nailed it. Good. Awesome. Yes, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um, are there other bands from that scene that uh, you guys are fans of? Uh, yeah, I like uh, Indigesti and, you know, Raw Power. and They're the big one. That's the one everyone hears of first, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, like, Wretched and other stuff like that. Dan, do you know more, like? Um, I, well, Cheetah Chrome MFers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice work. <laughs> and uh, I Refuse It. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting some obvious awesome bands because there was... That was one of the best hardcore scenes ever. I always mix it up with the northern stuff, like, really fast. Like, yeah. Mod 47. Yeah, these bands we're mentioning are, like, hyperspeed, though. We're kind of... I think we're more influenced in, like, like the SoCal, like, American stuff, like Black Flag and Blast. Blast yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So do you know if the Italian hardcore scene is still alive and kicking now? Like, modern um, stuff? I know there was a documentary about those old bands but uh, I'm sure there's still uh, contemporary bands oh yeah I'm sure there is I haven't heard of any lately yeah I guess I haven't done my homework (laughs) (laughs) okay I don't know if you were like scoping out tour possibilities like hey we sound like you guys (laughs) yeah oh yeah we're gonna ask you all about that (laughs) we'll get there yeah it's a stepping stone to Italy sort of of? yeah if you're going the other direction (laughs) Italy after Japan yeah. 
Did you um, guys get into that like through tape trading in the old old days, or did you kind of discover it through internet type of sources? Uh, the, just like like the Italian scene. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, woo. Um, I don't know. It's there was this website called Kill from the Heart, and it was like this. I don't know. It had so much information about. Hmm. Like 70s and 80s punk like all over the world like you could find out about bands from like Africa and just everywhere and I think when I was like a teenager I'd stay up like 6 in the morning just researching and reading everything I could about just like the most weird names I could find there was also those uh, BCT uh, tape comps uh, for borderless was it borderless country tapes or something they, they had an in one that was Entirely, uh, entirely Italian, and then they did a. I think they did an entire raw power uh, edition too. Okay, so it's out there, folks. <laughs> do, do your it's own expensive. research. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not at your library. <laughs> um, Unless you buy bootlegs or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, how did you all come together to form this band um, initially? Like, did you all know each other? Did you actively recruit members? How did this uh, all, you know, come to pass? Was it pretty easy, or was um, it constructive? Yeah. Well, Eric and I have. We're in a band previous to this one, and I think it ended before we wanted it to. So this, I feel like this is kind of a continuation. Dan and I were also in a band together previous to this one, and I, I feel like it's also a continuation. And uh, Amalinda and I have been talking about playing music for, I don't know, a year or two before the band started. So it was just like, I don't know, it's, it just seemed like that was what was going to happen. Sounded easy. Yeah. yeah like, like, everyone's like, "Yes, I will do that." And it came very quick. <laughs> like, That's I've perfect. Heard of those other guys. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I've, Eric, <clears throat> Eric Schultz, and I have known each other since we were teenagers, but we've never played in a band together. So it's true. Which, That's yeah, crazy. The amount of bands that he's been in, we've never actually played together. So it's it's. I obviously jumped at the chance. Did you guys go to high school together, I'm guessing? No. No? Uh, we just grew up in the same scene in the concert cafe. Yeah, Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, okay. He was the guy at the with the Green Day patch at my first shows there. Ah. <laughs> 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 still that guy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so do you guys all kind of have uh, punk backgrounds from when you were in high school and in those early days? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I was yep. the black metal... Black sheep, <laughs> <laughs> black metal, black sheep. Yes. Um, what What would you say, like, from those early, like, what was, what were some of the first things that you discovered in punk that, like, turned your head and made you go, "Wow, I might want to do something like this someday." Fyp was a big one for me. Okay. Like even uh, Holy Shirt when we started, that was like one of the, <laughs> <laughs> one of the main influences. Um, so yeah, that was one of them for me, for sure. Okay. Um, I mean, I, as cliche as this sounds, Black Flag, I was, I mean, I was pretty young. I got into them when I was like 11, and it kind of ruined so much to come. Like, hearing the Sex Pistols two years after you've yeah. been <laughs> listening to Black Flag, <laughs> it just sounds so weak. <laughs> I agree. I can imagine. Yeah, most people go the other way around. 
That's funny. Their yeah. bonds are still tight, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, f- I followed everything that everything that Nirvana mentioned. So I was that weirdo in a small town listening to Flipper and Scratch Acid, which is probably still pretty not happening these days. <laughs> they did just have that re-release, though. Didn't Sub Pop just put out like a three LP scratch acid thing? No, that's the U Man. Oh, you? Oh, that was U Man. It just sounds similar. Yeah. <coughs> so, from what we understand, uh, you kind of the the recording and uh, release of these songs was kind of a blur. I think it was like a a total of like a couple weeks b- between like recording and release and everything. I was just kind of wondering, like, was the writing process equally fast, or was it? Uh, did that take a while? Um. I think uh, well, we wanted to make sure we were tight on the song, so we even like made it known that we were gonna. We had these like two shows line up, and we're like, "Hey, let's record after these two shows because we'll have this like in a in a sense like tour tightness kind of thing." So uh, yeah, the we did the recording in like basically a couple hours, and then I think uh, I had tapes saved like for this that moment like I knew it was gonna ha- I had bought tapes like almost two years before that and I'm like these tapes are gonna be used for when whatever band comes next records and <laughs> so as soon as the recording wow. was done like the tapes were like made and I remember uh, there was like a write up I think was it Breaking and Entering where he's like they said something about this this demo was recorded literally seven days ago <laughs> was just like, I thought it was really funny that it was already like out and released into the world but yeah it was pretty quick yeah um, the the time we were writing them to recording was about it was about five months. Okay, yeah. that's still pretty quick. Yeah, I gotta say, Eric's one of those people who gets the sick pleasure out of hand assembling and cutting and pasting and taping <laughs> every dubbing aspect. every tape. Yeah, I like knowing that my fingerprint is on every tape. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, well, speaking of fast, your songs all pretty much clock in in about like one minute or less, and that's like pretty standard for what you're playing. Um, did you have trouble coming up with guitar riffs in such a short space of time? You know, like I know everyone's looking to write like a hook or like there's some sort of structure, but how does it work when the song is like 48 seconds? Is it easier or tougher? Oh well, I don't really know. If some, sometimes the stuff just rolls off my fingers in a sense and I know that sounds kind of corny like but uh um I don't know I definitely think stop and start kind of songs have like there's there's hooks in there and I think like um I, I incorporate a lot of that and I think it's like a nerdiness to uh this band Funeral Oration who puts stops in like every one of their songs and I thought that was really interesting that there's like a pause in every song and it's like are, are they doing that subconsciously? So I feel like I'm doing that consciously. Putting, <laughs> and I, yeah, so it's like, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm not in trying to write a hook, but I feel like sometimes it's natural that way. And I mean, drum drum fills are definitely a hook and vocal melodies are a hook or a bass line is also a hook. So it's like not just my riff, but like whatever they can come up to, it like adds, obviously adds a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. <laughs> that that helps. I mean, I, I always wonder about that, if it's easier or harder to write shorter or longer songs. But yeah, I guess it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it just kind of comes natural. I'll just start, I don't know. Yeah. It's different for everybody. Don't give away your secret. <laughs> <laughs> you've, been, you've been writing songs of that ilk for, you know, a dozen years now. Yeah, I was actually talking to Amalinda about this last night, uh, that 
you know, I play a lot in a lot of hardcore bands, and I'm usually the one that writes like the the basic music part. And it's like I was telling her about like how it's like interesting that I can still come up with stuff after being in like the third band of writing like just really fast and stuff like that. And it's like the Ramones did it, but every song, you know, every song sounds the same in a way, but they're all different. So it's it's interesting. I was kind of overwhelmed the first time I heard the songs that you like the demos that you had. I was like, oh my gosh. Can I do this? Like, but then I don't know. I feel like the more we, the more songs that we come up with, I don't know. I feel like I get in the rhythm of like you picked it up very fast. Where because I, I think I've gotten honed in on your thing. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a through line, but I don't think they all sound the same or anything like that. But yeah, well, I used to have to play along to Eric's songs, so I, I completely understand. <laughs> when you bond with the same person playing music for a while you understand them more quickly also yeah mm -hmm. that's good you guys are getting there you're gonna be like super tight <laughs> <laughs> um so i noticed you're using some interesting vocal effects that i haven't really heard too much uh on hardcore like the um echo you, on one of your songs for volume one Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, not here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was wondering if you plan to continue to experiment a little bit with like vocals or any kind of effects like on future stuff. I mean, that was that was all Eric. That was all <laughs> in, in post post production, as they say. Uh. Um, but I would I would definitely like to put more thought into the vocals and do more cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we. I think there was an excitement to getting that first release out, so now we got some leeway and we can, you know, do obviously what Dan just said, toy around with it a little bit. All right. Blank slate. <laughs> um, Eric and Amalinda, what is your, your standard tuning for all these songs? Because I'm assuming you're not going to have much time to, like, in a show or live setting, tune up, change your tuning. So what is, like, your go-to tuning? It's it's just standard. <laughs> I wish there was some cool weird. <laughs> yeah. It's just a finger workout. <laughs> yeah, Maybe not, you can do a YouTube <laughs> YouTube exercises <laughs> with detention someday. <laughs> you don't have Perfectly like out of tune eight pre-tuned guitars sitting on the side of the stage <laughs> just waiting for well, maybe maybe someday when you're a rich rock band you'll you'll just experiment with different tunings. You just um, tune at the beginning and plow through and yeah. hope you don't break a string and <laughs> if it hope, usually it doesn't get too out of tune. Yeah. How often do you have to like change strings? When they break. Yeah, basically. When they're like rusty or they they're starting to break, that's kinda Depends how often you record, right? <laughs> 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 who who does the artwork for your uh, your releases? I it's do all that Eric. As well. Okay. I kind of yeah. I have a lot of hands on. It's kind of like I'm just in my laboratory, which is my bedroom, and I got this idea in my head what everything goes together with. I guess I don't know. Did you also do some stuff for Tenement? Uh, I've never. I've not done uh, art for Tenement. You've done art for other. But I have done art for like other bands. Eric other uh, Eric's other band, Short Walk. I drew their seven inch cover and a tape for them. And um, pay up, pay up. I uh, did art for their tape. And, and you then, uh, did a fancy Japanese release version. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's just me. Um, and you guys are label free at the moment, correct? You don't. You're not on a label. 
yet. No. So far. I, I mean, I uh, will gladly will, will gladly <laughs> accept dinner, <laughs> some offers. <laughs> Mike Beer, where are you at? <laughs> so that that could be in the future. Do you have? Is that is Beer City no. like a? No, that's definitely a joke. A dream? <laughs> is that a dream label you'd love to put something out on? Definitely not. Okay. Uh, we're not against. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm totally la- joking. <laughs> if a label would want to approach us and do something, but I think we would have to f- have a very particular right situation. Yeah. yeah. I can imagine that. I mean, we know plenty of people who put out records, so hopefully it would just, if someone was going to do it for us, it would just be a friend. Mm-hmm. Probably, yeah. Yeah, that's what I envision too. Or we'll just do it ourselves. <laughs> seemed to work pretty well. It's a lot quicker than working with a label, that's, that's for true. sure. Yeah. You get to keep all the money. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that's a nice perk. <laughs> all the money. <laughs> all the dollar, all dollar, dollar bills. $3 per tape. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we want to go back to the Japan tour, which we briefly mentioned. Uh, it's coming up next year, like April-ish. How did the whole um, deal come about? Uh, so... My f- my friend Yoichi there runs Snuffy Smiles. He uh, has brought Holy Shirt over there a few times. And uh, basically I just asked him if he would bring us over. It's that simple. It's not like we're, I mean, we're going to lose money. No doubt about that. It's a that. vacation. Yeah, it's, a, it's a vacation where we get to play shows. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he, he'll set up like probably 12 or 13 shows in different cities. Luckily, he's not the kind of guy that leaves you in Tokyo for a week. You get to go up and down all over the country, so yeah. it's way fun. So when you went with Holy Shirt, um, <laughs> what were the people receptive towards the, the type of music you're playing? Is there like a really like strong punk scene there? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Eric could speak to this too. When Tenement went with us, and it's mixed bills. Sometimes it's like more hardcore. Sometimes it's a bunch of pop punk or like. Yeah. It's super different every night. Yeah. It kind of seemed like if, because uh, you guys have friends and a lot of bands, so I feel like if those kids were there, it'd be more energetic. But it seemed like everyone was like into what was happening. I think they're just genuinely like interested in music. Yeah, it definitely seems like people. I mean, they're paying a lot of money to come to those shows. Like even for a no-name band, it's still like twenty bucks. Oh, wow. Hmm. And a lot of that has to do with like the pay schedules for the venues. So they have to charge that much just to make it even, like, break even. Okay. And so, like, when you have kids coming out to your show, like, they want to be there. Like, okay. not just standing in the corner just yeah. interested. Yeah. <laughs> Talking. Yeah. I paid 20 bucks to talk to my friend. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Though. Um, so those of you who haven't been to Japan, what do you, you want to see most when you first get there? Or do or eat or what what are you most excited for? <laughs> I really have no concept of Japan. Like I don't know anything. I <laughs> I was told by Jesse from Tenement, was it something about like some hot springs or something? Yeah. If you don't mind being naked with other people. So I think that's out of the picture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> but uh <laughs> I don't know. As far as food goes, I'm uh, I'm worried because I'm a picky eater. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I'm going to be eating a lot of rice 
which that's cool. I like white rice plain. <laughs> it's fine by me. Trust me, they have really good rice balls at 7-Eleven. It's true. I ate about 400 of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to the natural wonders that I've heard about. Or like the, the oh, yeah, the, gardens. The culture is actually like mind-blowing. It's, it's very awesome. And and he makes time to get us to those things. That's like, awesome. Like they'll drive over. Someone will drive overnight, and then when we get somewhere, we have all day to like do stuff. That's so cool. Yeah. Do you guys have any good uh, radio-friendly Japan stories from your past tours over there? <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, you could talk about being record nerds. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. For record nerds, it's a paradise. But uh, I guess I'll tell the story about when uh well. The first time, holy shirt, went to Japan. They uh, they bought McChickens for the entire audience. <laughs> and, uh, so this time, I thought that was a really funny story, and they did it again. And there's actually like photos, like group photos of like kids from the show, and then like us, and everybody has a McChicken in their hand. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. The funny thing that happened the first time actually was on the walk from the venue to the McDonald's. Like one of the Japanese people pointed out prostitutes because it's legal there. But they're like guarded by Yakuza. And uh, on the way back, one of them asked Tabman for a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and like basically she had to like like she was bothering him and like we didn't know what to do because we don't know like what's acceptable. Like it's not okay for foreigners to have a prostitute. Hmm. And so then like one of the one of the Japanese kids was looking at the Yakuza guy and he like looked over and saw what was going on and like nodded that it was okay for her to take a sandwich. <laughs> was it a McChicken? <laughs> what? Was, was it say. a McChicken? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> uh. yeah. Work and you gotta eat. That <laughs> was like that picture of there's that picture of Tony sitting where someone had gifted him like a basket of video and games. He's crying. Yeah, and he was yeah. sitting in a park crying <laughs> with all these with a bunch of video games. <laughs> That's really funny too, because that same day we had been driving overnight for a long time and like we were at a rest stop at like daybreak basically and <laughs> Dadman's just standing outside like crying at like the sunrise or something and Tony is making fun of him. And he's just like, It's so beautiful <laughs> And then like later that same day was the video game thing where he's just like somebody brought him these games and he's crying and Tadman's like, What are you crying about? Like yeah. Very emotional times over there. Yeah. Something in the water. Is the, the elevation a little higher? Than <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, before we move on to the uh, This Is Your Song segment, I wanted to ask you guys, um, well, if you remember, uh, what was the worst thing that you did in school that landed you in detention? Oh, hmm. oh boy. I never got official detention. Never? Wow. I mean, yeah, wow. in Impressive. like grade school, because I was trying to be the class clown and the trying to, I don't know. I definitely, when everybody went to lunch one time, I went over and a kid I didn't like, I dumped his desk on the floor. <laughs> um, <laughs> but in high school, <clears throat> in high school, I was wearing a a band a T-shirt of uh, the band The Jerk Offs, which the teacher didn't think was all that great, but. <laughs> Then he saw that it was a beer. It's, it was a Beer City Records shirt, and on the back it had a big broken bottle with a guy uh, passed out against it. And yeah, I got sent to the office for that. I have a similar one. Is that I was wearing a Cradle of Filth shirt at the Catholic school. <laughs> Ooh. That wasn't. Um, yeah, 
not appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, I don't think I've ever had actual detention other than like when the teacher's mad and the entire class gets detention, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. I called my gym teacher an a-hole. That was a good one. That, I one time got sent home for having a hole in my pants. I don't know. <laughs> Just like really benign things that shouldn't get you in trouble. You should be able to call your gym teacher an a-hole, I think. When most he's being one. Yeah. <clears throat> most, most of them are. <laughs> my first attention ever was in fourth grade because I was wrestling my friend Justin and we were basically like body slamming each other over the tables <laughs> because the teacher had walked out of the room. And, uh, and we were just having fun, like it was like, you know, mutual fun. And then all of a sudden I just hear this like loud shrieking scream, like stop. <laughs> and I look up and like, it's, it's hard to explain, but all four classrooms were in one giant room that just had dividers. So someone must've noticed us doing this. And then, uh, all three other rooms were crowded around our room and the teachers were like <laughs> kind of just like standing there and we were like deer in headlights and then my my teacher came back and was like you just got a detention and like I just felt my world like shatter I'm like I Crumbling just got around you. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's sad when you're nine good old school days <laughs> alright well I'm just going to play a quick message here and we're going to come back with uh, this is your song so stay with us everybody WMSC presents Hovercraft on Sunday, December 3rd at the Pritzloff Building. Kicking off at noon, this yearly event supports local artists and craftsmen. This year, they have expanded to over 90 vendors selling unique wares, from functional pottery to jewelry to illustration and poetry. For more information on Hovercraft, please go to wmsc.org slash calendar. It's a little bit funny This feeling inside All right, we're back. Actually, we never really left. <laughs> and it's time for This Is Your Song. And uh, so what did you guys choose for your This Is Your Song? Something that influenced you or that you really love? Uh, this is the A side of the Coro 7-inch. Um, I don't know, I think it's a perfect hardcore I mean, it's going to be four songs when they're all really short because you can't really, you know, know when the, they're going to stop and start. Yeah, I'm just... Uh, this is 83. I'm listing them with a slash between them because I don't want to type that fast. I don't think I'm going to be... I won't know where the one begins and one ends necessarily. So um, so how did you come across this band? I think Dan actually put them on a mixtape for um, me. Yeah, there was... So... When the original coordinator of Maximum Rock and Roll died, Tim Yohannan, there was a bootleg comp called uh, dedicated to Tim Yo Mama, and uh, there was a ton of just short hardcore songs. And then shortly after that, I'm pretty sure it was the same person who did that bootleg, started bootlegging individual bands from that record and under the guys Reagan era hardcore. And all of them, they were so awesome because they didn't use the, the actual art, artwork. They all got the song lists in, in the wrong order. <laughs> and just, the, just what makes bootlegs great. Yeah. But the first one I bought was Koro, and it just, I don't know, it changed my world. All right. It's, I, I will, without any hesitation, say it's the best hardcore record of all time. Wow. I agree. 
Well, uh, get ready to have your world changed, listeners. <laughs> I doubt it. By, by the band Coro. It's going to be four songs, 700 Club, Selfless, It's Okay, and Government off of a 1983 EP. Here it comes. Get ready. <laughs> it's for people like you that edition of Local Live on WMSC is supported by Club Garibaldi. Located at 2501 South Superior Street in Bayview. Open seven days a week, Club Garibaldi serves burgers, hot wings, and more. And features live music weekly. For more information and Club Garibaldi's live music events, visit clubgaribaldi.com.
All right, that wraps it up for us. We just listened to Coro doing 700 Clubs, Selfless, It's Okay, and Government off of their 1983 EP. That was Detenzione's choice for This Is Your Song. Thanks so much for playing for us and uh, and uh, talking our ears off yeah. for the past half hour or so. And also, the audience didn't know you guys debuted a, a bunch of songs tonight. Yeah, yeah there's mm-hmm. four. Four. Four new ones. Yeah. We tried to come up with enough songs to make it worth your while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had to yeah. pad the set a little, yeah. play some songs that may not have been ready to go, <laughs> <laughs> but we made it work. Yeah. Great success. Are, are they going to be on a future release? Someday. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like our uh, next intention would be probably to re- release a 7-inch. Yeah, we have pretty, I would say pretty good quality control with the songwriting so none of the songs really get left by the wayside cool and uh where can people find uh the songs that you have now uh we have a band camp and uh there's usually a link on there to buy the tapes they're currently sold out but i have more that are just kind of waiting there to be made but yeah they'll be back up shortly all right and uh (laughs) yeah that might not be a bad idea Oh, well, I spelt it wrong in the guest book, so I'm not going to even try it. <laughs> <laughs> Strike one. <laughs> just, no. just do a, a Google translate of detention into Italian, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it is just past 7 o'clock right now, and uh, we want to let you all know that you're tuned into 91.7 FM WMSE. We are Frontier Radio. We are a listener-supported broadcast service of the Milwaukee School of Engineering, and it is 53 degrees outside right now. Tonight it's going to get colder, partly cloudy in the evening, then clearing lows around 30. Tomorrow's going to be sunny and colder, highs in the lower 40s, and tomorrow night partly cloudy through around midnight, then mostly cloudy with a 50% chance of light rain after midnight, lows in the mid-30s. Hooray. Hooray. (laughs) I want to thank everybody for tuning in to tonight's edition of Local Live on WMSC. Local Live is a production of WMSC Radio, recorded and broadcast live from the Bob and Jeannie Freeman Live Performance Studio on the downtown campus of the Milwaukee School of Engineering. Local Live is produced by me and Cal and engineered by Billy Cicerelli. Hospitality for Local Live artists is provided by Cedar Teeth Pizza, who can be found online at cedarteeth.com, Anodyne Coffee, who can be found online at anodynecoffee.com, and by Sparker Brewing Company. More info at sparkerbrewery.com. For upcoming guests and archives of past Local Live performances, please visit wmsc.org. And tune in again next Tuesday at 6 for another edition of Local Live here at the WMSC studios or foregoing our Club Garibaldi schedule. Uh, we're going to have another one at the station here, and then the following week we'll be at Club Garibaldi's. But tomorrow, tune in. Uh, WMSC will be hosting King, I, and the Squirts. That is next week. That'll be fun. They have a mm. new record coming out that uh, I'm sure they'll play a bunch off of. And, uh, yeah, in the meantime... Stay tuned to WMSC. We've got Midnight Radio up next. We'll see you next week.